Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. How are you? I am feeling World Cuppy. I'm not. Why? Uh, Messi's well. out. So pretty much in the last episode, we promised a special messy episode where I'd talk more about Argentina and stuff. Yeah, because you've we, never we didn't had have, an episode devoted to We didn't have messy. time for that because I've been too busy with work. We had an election and stuff, which we won. That was cool. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Um, so now I'm just going to start by explaining why I think Messi and Argentina hasn't worked out. Um, for whoever doesn't know, if you've been living over, under a rock, Messi and Argentina, they went out in the round the 16 this weekend to France. They lost 4-3. to three. Um, so Messi, I, I honestly think that overall his Argentina career has been a success. Even though he hasn't won a trophy, I think with the players around him and um, the way the FA has been run so poorly that for six months or maybe even a year actually, he's been paying the wages of, of a lot of the Argentinian FA staff. Seriously? Yeah. Um, Where are you getting this information? It's common knowledge. You can read anywhere. So the Argentine FA is dysfunctional because and how, because why and how? It's corrupt. Um, also, if you just look on the pitch. They haven't hired the right managers, but he dragged them to three straight finals with poor teams. So three finals, you mean the last World Cup final they lost yeah. against Germany and two Copa... Americas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Germany one they lost on in extra time. The Copa Americas they lost in penalties. Um yeah, he hasn't come through in the finals, but the way the team is set up, he's only been—he's always been their main and kind of only attacking threat. So first of all, he doesn't get the ball enough because he doesn't always have teammates talented to get to him in the positions he needs. And when he does, he's just swarmed. Um, I saw he got—he received the ball 15 times in the first half against France, which is not a lot. Um, Let me ask you this: rather than defending, look, we all know Messi you think is the best player ever. Yeah. And he's your favorite player. Yeah. So rather than defending him and uh, in in terms of whether the Argentine loss, you know, damages his reputation, yeah. just talk to me a little bit more about how a team like Argentina, first of all, a lot of national teams are kind of dysfunctional and messy and coaching yeah. changes and FA problems, right? But can you just talk a little bit more specifically about Argentina and why things didn't work there? I think in this World Cup specifically, they hired Jorge Sampioli as a coach who's coached Chile to Copa America victory over Argentina, had one great season with Sevilla at the beginning of last season. He was actually my first choice to be the Barca manager, and I still think he's a great manager, but I think he's a type of manager who his style is very specific. It all revolves around having the ball, having those possession-based playmakers in midfield, and it takes a long time to implement. Um, I think, he, first of all, he doesn't have those players with Argentina. Second of all, he didn't have the time to implement it. Third, I, I still think he's a great manager, but his team selection at times was poor. Mesa, who I can't remember his first name, should not have been playing. Mascherano should have been benched eventually. I don't think Higuain should be playing for Argentina at all. Where was Dybala? Everyone says, they, because I'm doing air quotes, they, he plays the same area as Messi. They can't be in the pitch at the same time, mm. which I think is pretty absurd. I mean, he is young. Is he kind of waiting his turn? Is that? A I think he should have been on. I, and what about Aguero? Aguero didn't play so much. He, he played some. He yeah. scored two goals. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, what is the relationship like between Messi and Sampaioli? And what- I think he's a fan. I think he actually won him for Barca. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's anything special either way, but um, I don't think there is one anymore because even though Messi has announced it, I think he will retire from the national team. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you were Messi tonight, we, we happen to be talking Sunday night. Yeah. So this is uh, after we're halfway through the uh, first round of the knockouts. Yeah. Um, w- w- how much does this hurt Messi going out in the... I think a lot. I think 
one of the countries where he's revered the least in some ways is Argentina <laughs> because the people say he'll never be Maradona because he hasn't won the World Cup. And people say he doesn't care about Argentina. I think that's crazy because he could have chosen to play for Spain and won every international trophy ever. But he chose to play for his home country. And I think that the haters, the people who detract from him, will hurt him. I think to an extent he'll just block them and won't care. But I think Argentina means a lot to him, arguably more than Barca at times. And you can tell how much he wants to win the World Cup. So he moved um, from Argentina to Spain at about 13 or so? Yeah. And then how much time has he spent in Argentina since then? He's, With, never, he's never lived there. Never since, lived there, no. Even summers or what? Summers, even off season. sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And um, so why did he choose to play for Argentina, do you think? I think it was his home country, and that's where he felt most attached to. What does he feel? Um, you, you've said that when he retires um, from Barcelona, he may go back and play for what club there? Newell's Old Boys. Was that his like academy? academy yeah, and they are first. They have a real first team. They're a pretty big deal. Uh huh. Um, but he must. But he left the academy. You're saying at like 13 or yeah. something. Was he already considered a great prospect for them? Oh yeah, everyone knew who he was right. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Despite your um, disappointment over Argentina going out, how would you assess the World Cup overall thus far? I think it's been good. Um, let's. We, how about we talk more about the round of 16? Sure. So the first game, France-Argentina, Di Maria, Mercado, and Aguero scored for um, Argentina, two assisted by Messi. France, they looked fun, but not always great. They looked pretty good in the end. Griezmann scored that early penalty. Uh, Pavard scored a great goal, and, and Bappe had two. He's going to be the best in the world one day. Uh, I, I think France... Is gonna win the whole thing. I think you do. The favorites. Yeah. Um, then. So what is it? Mbappe. When I saw him, I was kind of watching the game off and on. He seemed twice as fast as everybody. It's not, it is, his pace is unbelievable. It's also just his skill, his yeah. poise, his. What was his, his season like this year at PSG? Good, not great. He he. It was a big transfer. Um, I don't think that if a player truly wants to develop, they should play in Lagoon because I think that's not where you're gonna get better. Really. Where did he come from? Monaco is staying in Lagoon. Uh huh. And when you say good, not great, is that because he gets less opportunity because of no, just because he he was amazing by his for his age and just in general, but he just didn't stand out the huge way he did before at Monaco. Mm-hmm. That's because he had named Monica Vani. Yeah. So based on that game and the other France games you saw early, you see them winning the World Cup. I think potential. I think the three favorites are them, Brazil, and Belgium, and so and another potentially Croatia. So the next game. Uruguay beat Portugal 2-1. How uh, happy did that make you? I would have cared. So what I told you before, before at the beginning of the day is if Messi and Argentina win, I want Ronaldo and Portugal to win so Messi can face him. If they don't, then I want Ronaldo to lose and go to the same stage. <laughs> um, you know, you honestly, got your wish. I might have to... So Cavani scored twice for Uruguay and Pepe for Portugal. I might have to root for uh, Uruguay now so Suarez can get the World Cup <laughs> and then just eat the trophy. I mean, who do you... <laughs> who do you, like, in your heart Want? Want. I don't care. Really? I, I, I don't really, I don't feel any connection to any of the teams. Because does, does that mean that you feel that you're dispirited? No, it's just I said, um, if our, I always root for the USA first, they didn't make it. Then Argentina, and then after, I don't really care. Um, then, so Spain, Russia. Spain, That was a big Russia. game. Russia won on penalties. <laughs> so 12 minutes in, Spain took the lead from an own goal. Ramos brutally forced it. Great play. Then Jerry... Gerard Piquet of Spain and Barcelona uh, committed a hand on the box. Artem Zuba dispatched the penalty. Then it was back and forth for a while. Penalties. Back and it was mostly. It was mostly fourth. Mostly Spain, yeah. But Argent, uh, Spain did it. 
without Lopetegui. I mean, Spain didn't do it. Uh, they sacked Lopetegui before the tournament. I still think that was a mistake. What was that about again? Because, because he hadn't told them he was joining Madrid until right before it became official, which I think was terrible and disrespectful on his part, but I still, for the sake of the team, I wouldn't have sacked him. Yeah, and, and who's the manager now? Fernando Hierro, who's a Madrid legend. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Spain's kind of a mess. They're, um, they're going so if you're Spain right now, you're thinking, okay, we won we won their World Cup two cups ago. Last time we went out in the group stage. Let's start over. 2008 to 2012, they won Euro World Cup Euro. That's never been done before. Two years later, they go out in the world in the group stage of the World Cup. Then they went out in the round of 16 at the Euros. We were there, saw them against Italy. Right. Then they've gone out again in the World Cup groups uh, round of 16. So. Compounded by the fact that they go out this time against the lowest ranked team in the tournament. Yeah. Who happens to be the home team. So can we talk, just talk to me about your view of the Russian team having seen them play today and all the conversation about them leading in about how they were, you know, they wouldn't have, they certainly wouldn't have qualified had it it not been there. They've looked pretty good. They they beat, granted, Saudi Arabia 5-0 in the first game, which is crazy. Um, they've looked solid. They they've never looked. They look like Team Austin. They probably wouldn't be there if they weren't hosting. But I mean, today but, against yeah. Spain, they were they were fine. They were not bad. I think obviously the home crowd helped. But I think it was really impressive. They they were calm. They played with more experience than they had. It was really impressive. Our mutual friend Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers, yes. uh, who doesn't have. Warm- I will say. I'm sorry to interrupt. I did say I thought they were going to go through, and not a lot of people said that. So I'm just going to put that mm. out there. He doesn't have warm. Thoughts about Russia as a country, a country or, a team. or a team. And he said he called the team in the Freakonomics radio episode we made that you were in, he called them a hapless team. And I said, just try to imagine for a moment that Russia wins the World Cup. And then I wanted <laughs> right. to know what would be the circumstances that would have conspired to result in that. And he said, you know, basically Putin. Uh, well, no, nothing. He, Putin. he couldn't. He couldn't entertain the idea. Yeah, I and I understand either. that. I understand. And I that. still can't. I understand really. that. But can I just say yeah. today against Spain, they weren't the better team, but they found a way to win. Yeah. So then Roger tweeted. I think he tweeted maybe during during the first half. I or saw something. some tweets today. It was something implying that, and it was something that you and I commented on when we were watching. Like yeah. their energy. In the back, in the their defensive energy yeah. toward the end was remarkable. So he was he immediately started to say, "Well, they're doping. They're doping." <laughs> Honestly, I think it's one of the things we're probably not, but it's definitely a possibility. Well, look, the history of sport, the history of Russian and yeah. Soviet sport, and, and, not, and not just them. Yeah. Americans have doped. Olympics, a lot of people have doped. Yeah. I mean, Lance Armstrong yeah. lied and lied and lied. Lance Armstrong and lied. doped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, wait, Lance or Louis? Uh, Louis- or Neil. <laughs> there are a lot of great Armstrong yeah. achievers. Um, also Debbie Armstrong, who is my eighth grade uh, history teacher. Nice. Not true. Just made that up. Oh, nice. But I had you. It would have worked. Yeah, it would have worked. worked. Why did I, I let it go? Anyway, um, I j- so Alexi Lawless went on a little uh, little happy rant today saying that he's happy for the people of Russia and anybody who's got a problem you're making. No, I'm not. I'm not making a face. <laughs> and anybody who's got a problem with that, tough. And I like that sentiment. You know, yeah. look, here, here was his larger point. His larger point is... Honestly, I'm... Okay. His larger point is it's easy to get wrapped up in the political and even the kind of competitive, yeah. um, you know, d- dysfunction or imbalance... But sport is supposed to provide an opportunity 
for people to feel great about yeah. something outside their lives and to get surprised. And so I think the Russia story, say what you will of their politics or – and I also think that the American view of Russia is very – Skewed. Skewed, narrow, just as probably I think the, the Russian people, view of America Yes, is. of the government, no. Sorry? I think the people, yes, of the government, no. Well, I think that's a pretty good point, Solomon. Yeah, thank you. Let's keep going. The last game that's been played in the round of 16, Croatia-Denmark. Uh, there were two goals in the first four minutes. Um, Denmark in the first, Croatia in the fourth. No goals for the rest of the game until uh, penalty shootout. Did Croatia you see, won 3-2. Did you see the pen in like the 118th minute? I heard, I didn't. Modric missed it. Is that what happened? Modric. It was a good. It wasn't a great yes. kick, but it was a good save from Schmeichel, who looked Schmeichel, like he was cradling the ball. He's a great keeper. He's a he great keeper. But Rakitic of Barca ended up scoring the winning penalty, which is pretty exciting for us Barca fans. Not really, but it was nice. So why aren't you putting all your Barca love behind Croatia to win the World Cup? You don't feel that strongly yeah. about Croatia or Rakitic, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, why? I love him, but not the only player who I really love enough to root for a World Cup just for them is for Messi. Yeah. I do love to watch Modric play. Oh, he's unbelievable. Before we go, I think I'm just going to tell you guys what I think is going to happen. Some Please. predictions. I yeah. Like I said, I think France is going to win it. They're my favorites right now. Because why? Give me I think some... they're just the best team. In, on what dimensions? Talent, uh, poise. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I second guess myself. <laughs> I, th- I think it could really be Belgium. I don't think Brazil will win. I don't know why. I just don't. Hmm. I just think their midfield is just not good enough. A midfield of Fernandinho, Casemiro, and Paulinho is not going to win the World Cup. I think I could be wrong. Let me ask you this: France is relatively, uh, relatively a very young team. Yeah. And what's their depth like? They have depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me some more reasons why you think France can win, besides the fact that they're the most talented. Also, the competition. Uh, um, I don't remember the side of the. Every good team is on the same side of the bracket, pretty much. Well, I'll tell you now. France now plays Uruguay. Yes, I think. Yeah, and then in that side of the bracket, the winner of Brazil, Mexico, will play the winner of Brazil, Japan, of Belgium, Japan. So just for a minute, assume. So on the other side has Croatia left and Russia left, who plays each other. Right, Croatia, and then Russia, England, Colombia, um, and who else? England, Colombia against Switzerland, Sweden. Yeah, so, so you'd much rather be on that. So side. I, if I, I had to guess now, I'd say um, I'm trying to think. I think it's going to be France, Croatia. Honestly, well, that would certainly. Man, you know, if I'm an England fan right now, I'm feeling pretty good. If you're an England fan, you're always feeling good until the game. <laughs> but um, do you think Croatia looks uh, uh, beatable by England? Do I, don't think, you... I don't think England's going to beat Colombia. Really? I think Actually, I think they're the better team, but I think they're going to choke. Um, you know, honestly, the more I think about it, they could win. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, in terms of presidential elections in the United States. Yeah. Bear with me for a minute. Honestly, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. The more I think about it, what I just said... England could make the final. Yeah. It's coming home. Here's, let me follow. I may lose my train of thought, but it has to do with England reaching the World Cup. So here's what bothers me. When people look at the past, they find patterns. Well, we find patterns in everything. Yeah. And then we assume that those patterns are A, legitimate, and B, kind of uh, constant and aren't going to change. Well, it's kind of silly. We know that nothing stays the same forever, pretty much. For the most part, gravity, I guess, is doing a pretty good (laughs) job. But anyway, here's the thing. I was thinking back to presidential elections. So whatever, 10 years ago when Obama was elected, that took every... It was an amazing change, okay? And if you'd gone back just like six or eight or 12 years before that, you would have heard New York governor at the time, Mario Cuomo, who's the father, the late now late father of the current New York governor, Andrew Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo. 
Mario Cuomo said that he didn't win, run for president. He, there was a lot of talk about him running. And he said he didn't run because, do you know why? Do you know what his famous line um, was? Because no one built for something with a name ending in a vowel. Exactly. Yeah. No candidate with his name ending in a vowel, meaning Italian, Cuomo, yeah. could ever win the president. Obama. Then, as in an A. Yeah, but, exactly. I know that's not the point. No, but, no, that is kind of my point. Eight, 10, 12 years later, it's not just a vowel. It's a it's black dude. an African-American, literally, half African, half American. No one said it. So now all of a sudden it's like, oh, 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 well, all the conventional wisdom on that is just a little bit off. Then Donald Trump runs for president. Everybody, <laughs> with a, everybody with a brain and a mouth who got on TV for that year and a half said, there is no way this guy gets elected, mm -hmm. no way he wins, and he does. Yeah. So I, where I'm bringing this back to England is this. It's the true limits until it's keep not getting true. pushed. It's true until then, it's not yeah, true. That's, that's a good point. So, like this whole thing about England, for Russia too. England being a not very good, being b doomed, being c choking under pressure. The England team, none of them have anything that's to true. do with that history. You're right. They're, they're so, a young, new young team. I, I think we sports followers and fans often buy into these stories yeah. that are. I think yeah. Like I said, true until they're not true, then you know we all pretend like we another saw it coming. another example. Not to go on with Messi Argentina's propaganda is like people are toting Argentina as one of the favorites. Besides having Messi, as they're a football powerhouse, but they, they're not. They've been nothing recently. So that's yeah. again, yeah. So here's what I'm gonna. Here's my prediction. Yeah, England's gonna win it all. I'm gonna say I think my pick is Belgium. But I don't think that's a smart pick because I'm a, I'm, I was almost picked them instead. Honestly, well, I, I'm starting to reconsider. I don't think it's a smart pick because they are going to have to play the winner of Brazil, Mexico, and then the winner, well, Uruguay, France. But still, I think Belgium as a team, they they just look like a team of superheroes yeah. when, I, when I watch them play. But so I would say that would be my like if I had to put money on it. Yeah. And I was playing the odds. I'm guessing they're, you know, significantly higher odds in Brazil. But I would pick them because that would be a yeah. fun bet to pay off. But in my heart of hearts, I think, I think England uh, I think England could win this World it's Cup. Coming it's coming, coming home. Football's coming home. So before, it, so before we wrap up my predictions, I'm saying France wins it. Then my award predictions yeah. uh, for Golden Boot and Golden Ball. Which uh, is which? Boot is goals, ball is best player, I'm saying. And Bappe for Golden Ball. Wow. That's with France winning. Um I choose between a couple players for a golden boot. I went with Lukaku as considering Mbappe because I think of how deep will make it, considering Kane. But I think, um, I think uh, who's Belgium playing again? I can't even remember. Belgium's playing Japan. That's what I thought. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. They, he could get two or three against them. I think. He so will. we should say, depending on when this episode gets published, some or maybe many of the games that we're talking yeah. about will have been played. So let's see. Just to go over it, we're t we're speaking right now, Sunday night. 8.34 p.m. Eastern, Eastern, time. Eastern time. And Happy Brazil July. Thank you. Happy July to you. Brazil plays Mexico tomorrow, 10 a.m. our time. Then Belgium, Japan, 2 p.m. our time. The following day is Sweden, Switzerland, 10 a.m. Columbia, England, 2 p.m. So let's pretend for a minute. Well, no, no, no. We're speaking those games have been played. Yeah. Right now, I want you to pick the winners of those games. Brazil, Mexico, first of all. Brazil. Belgium, Japan. Belgium. I'm going to side with you on both of those. Um, Switzerland, Sweden. Hmm. I'm say Sweden. I'm, I think I was, Switzerland's uh, better on paper, but Sweden is playing more as a unit. Yeah, I was going to take Sweden too. Plus, a Swede won the uh, French Open uh. golf tournament today. Plus, God is Swedish. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's lots of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Colombia, England. 
Mm. You were saying Colombia earlier. I'm really not sure. I think it's going to be Colombia, but I'm okay. Really so not. I, this is I'm the hardest gonna, one to pick. So I'm going to say England in that. Right. So we're we're in agreement. I'm, I'm going to be going back and forth. Every, I, right. I, I just wanted to get that on. I the think record. that's going to go to penalties. I could, but the thing is, England will never win a penalty shootout. That's the one thing you can always count on. Mm. England. Like I'm kind of joking, but I'm not joking. See, that's I think that's exactly it's more of a joke. Trap of the. Wait, 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 wait! I'm starting to interrupt. We haven't talked about one thing that I just want to talk about for a second. Just laugh. Fifi. Germany got knocked out of the World Cup. We, no, <laughs> we didn't talk about, talked about that. No, oh, no I just want to say Germany got knocked out of the been World Cup. Fast. Yeah. Um, I am curious to watch now. I don't know if you've been following the politics in Germany lately. I heard uh, Labour, uh, some ministers resigned over. Immigration disagreements with Merkel. Oh, I resigned. I didn't know that. That's what I saw on the Twitter. Uh, uh so Twitter. so Merkel's coalition is under don't, a lot of heat. Don't quote me that. I might be wrong. All right, Merkel's coalition is under a lot of heat, under a lot of pressure, uh, and there is an increasing, I guess you'd just call it anti-immigrant sentiment in Germany. They've had uh, a million plus immigrants in the last yeah. few years. And the sentiment has really turned. And I am really curious to know how, you know, Germany takes its football very seriously. There was this controversy with um, Urziel and Gundogan uh, having their photograph taken with the the Turkish Turkish um, prime minister or president uh, uh, Erdogan. And there were there were accusations of split loyalties, even though both those guys were born in Germany yeah. to Turkish parents. So I'm really curious now to see what the aftermath of that is. And yeah. it's interesting to see how sports. Because Boateng, oh no, Boateng was more responsible in the first game. Um, no, no, in the game they won. Yeah, and, he, and then he was hurt. He missed the. He no, missed I think the, he was suspended because he had the red card. Oh, oh, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who was hurt? Who was the back? Who was hurt? Hummels. Ah, uh, so um, it's just interesting to see when, like, when sport and politics, Eastern European countries, when are. sport and politics are intertwined, yeah. and then one becomes more prominent because now yeah. Russia wins and Germany loses, and it becomes less prominent there. It's interesting to see. And look, yeah. I don't mean to pretend that sport is so important, but mm-hmm. I think it really. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm also just curious to know what kind of lift this gives Russia populace. I mean, Putin's. Uh, Putin's approval be rating happy. has been back up. It it dropped to like I think about sixty a few years ago. I think it's back <laughs> up to like eighty. It dropped to sixty. Yeah. So what do you think it is right now? Like today, two hundred. <laughs> like Kim Jong Il is golfing. Uh, Kim Jong Il is the greatest golfer ever known to to man. Yeah. Uh, anything to say for yourself? I do. Bye bye. To the white and sky blue that's Argentina. Mm. It's not funny for one, uh, say for two. Good I, I'm to sad you. that you're sad about that, but uh, I'm happy you're pressing on. Nice to talk to you. Good World Cup. Good World Cup.